I've got an unexpected bout of peri-peri. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah. We need to do the podcast. Oh, right. Is that okay? I've got a cream to put on. I've got an iconic slogan of the 80s. Welcome to Date Fight on the 21st of November 2019. Uh, this is a podcast where we look back through some of history and we decide... Better, <laughs> better than the other what, ones you've been doing. Yeah, what the best thing in history was. Uh, I'm Nat Tapley, he's Jake Yap, and together we make Date Fight. Yes, we do. The podcast I've just described in the previous... In the set. thing. That, that was the thing. Let's just start, because you yeah, know it by start. now. Round one. Round one. Round one. My go, I think, to go first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's a tricky day, this one, Mm. because November 21st is the anniversary of various terrible things. Yes. I'm guessing you've swerved them. I've swerved. I'm guessing... Okay. (laughs) Not entirely swervy. Not really. Have you got the 1920 one? No. Oh, have you got the 1927 one? Yes. Okay. Well, they're all pretty awful, which is why I went for 1980. Ooh. Where millions of TV viewers on November the 21st, 1980, tuned in to watch the start of a new series of Dallas and mm. find out who shot JR. Really? Yeah. 1981. 1980. 1980. I know. No, sure. Yes. That was mid 80s, the shooting, because I remember it happening. Really? It might be the Google beginning of Dallas full <clears throat> stop, but surely not the. Who shot JR episode? Let's find out. Hang we'll on. just talk to our researchers here who are. <laughs> <laughs> the elves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, 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 the date fight dwarves are. <laughs> um, yes, November the 21st, they should, they should 1980. The date fight dwarves should have a song. Well, is that who shot JR, was it? That, that was the moment. Well, it, it I was. am entirely wrong. I've obviously fabricated a memory from. Out of non-memories. Possibly. Uh, It was uh, used as an advertising catchphrase uh, by CBS uh, to promote the new series. Mm. Um, Villain J.R. Ewing was shot in the show's third season finale episode, A House Divided. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And it was, uh, there was something like 83 million people tuned in to watch the start of the fourth season. I think I've worked out where the confusion is here. Go on. It wasn't broadcast in Great Britain on that day, was it? No. Did we, no, of course it wasn't. It'll be about 10 years it's later. 2004, I think. No. <laughs> did, did you watch Dallas? My mother watched Dallas, and yes, I was in the room when it was off. Yeah, I watched Dallas. I love it. Cliff was amazing. Oh, I it was so brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Dallas the early years? Oh, no. Is that like Muppet that Babies? Mi- is yeah, it like, it's like a miniseries prequel. Just Larry Hagman in a nappy rolling around. Not even Larry Hagman, just someone who looked a bit like Larry Hagman. Amazing. I think because they couldn't afford the actual actors. Of course. They said, oh, we'll just cast young people who look a bit like them. Oh, wow. I That's bet that went cheaper. extremely well. Yeah. And Barbara Ewing, who's, the focus was always so soft on her that yeah. you, you started sort of <laughs> licking your thumb and smearing it on the screen. I, th- I thought it was, um, I remember my grandmother watched it. Yeah. And we, we sort of went and stayed there on Christmas or something. And she sort of turned to my parents and said, do you watch that? And... Uh, I remember my mother just sort of rolled her eyes and sank behind her guardian. She didn't enjoy her time there much. <laughs> and my dad sort of said, no, 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 uh, no. And uh, it was, 
And I sort of thought, gosh, this must be a very sophisticated program. Yes. If, if my grandmother watches it, but my dad doesn't, mm. you know, this must be very high level. Yeah. Right? Because dad watches high level stuff. Yeah. And if this is the next generation, this must, yeah. be, this must be super high level <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and then sort of about three or four years later, maybe, yeah. when I was sort of 11, yeah. I really got into it and thought it was amazing. It was amazing. You're absolutely right. It had Ian McShane in. Good in Lord, the later part. yes, Ian McShane did. did he was like hopping between Lovejoy and Dallas. What a time for him yeah. to be alive. He's what a time a... for all of us to be alive, to see him being alive. <laughs> Just for the pleasure <laughs> of beholding him. His entire career, from loot to Deadwood, uh, can be summed up in that one year of hopping between Dallas. <laughs> it must have been Joy. like being, um, you know, what's the judge on Strictly? It's like when people say they saw the moon landing, and I go, yeah, but I saw Ian McShane in two separate (laughs) mid-range early evening dramas (laughs) in the (laughs) mid-1980s. So, okay, what you got then, hotshot? I have got the 17th... No, sorry, I've got the 21st of November, 1770, when William Hunt sent a letter to David Garrick, which he had written at Nando's Coffee Shop. (laughs) Seriously? Absolutely seriously. The Nando's? 15 to 17 Fleet Street was Nando's Coffee Shop in the 18th century. And it was a popular retreat for people who'd just come out of the Old Bailey or just come out of the Royal Courts of Justice. And they'd go there to discuss... For a cheeky... A cheeky Nando's. Which presumably was just a coffee at that point. Yeah. Wow. And actually, weirdly, you know the missed connections bit in Metro? No. Well, there's a thing. Sure. There's a feature in Metro which says, "Oh, you were the, if you're the good-looking girl oh, in the scarf yeah, on yeah, the yeah, central yeah. line, yeah. Uh, get in touch." Yeah, which I'm sure always works brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. A copy yeah. of the Morning Chronicle <laughs> from the 16th of July, 1774. There's a man doing exactly that, saying, "If you are the woman who got off the handsome cab coming in from Hackney, get in touch with me, Mister T W at Nando's Coffee House." Are you sure it wasn't the Hackney cab coming in from Handsome? <laughs> That's amazing. It's good, isn't it? I had no idea people were so pathetic back then. (laughs) Even then, nothing ever changes. Me, standing with an old Sainsbury's carrier bag full of raw squid. I always like (laughs) the adjective they choose to describe themselves, like winsome. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing threatening or creepy, but it is good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or good enough. Yeah. Omelette? Question mark. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So mine is the first Nando's that wasn't actually a Nando's, it's just a thing with the same name as Okay, Nando's. so, well, that's bogus, isn't it? Is it? Well, I just thought it was, it, it's, it's an true. interesting curio. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good event of the day, though. But it's not a massive oh, cultural right. no, event that impacted 83 yep, million people. Is. I'm taking it. <laughs> yes, I'm clawing it back. This wasn't my day. Three, four. <laughs> Happy birthday to Voltaire! He oh. wrote 20,000 letters and 2,000 books and pamphlets. But that doesn't mean they were good, does it? No, it does not. Quantity <laughs> does not equal quality in book. Just so a reminder that this podcast is available every day. <laughs> <laughs> when someone invited him to renounce Satan on his deathbed, he said, Now is not the time to make new enemies. Wow. I probably didn't, but I just went, now it's... Sorry. Sorry. Also, happy birthday to Ingrid Pitt, the star of such Hammer horror films as The Vampire Lovers, Carmilla, and Countess Dracula. Wow. 
Uh, and also, happy birthday to squeaky Icelandic pop princess <laughs> Björk. I now feel like a mid-1990s <laughs> top of the tops pops presenter. Happy death day to Henry Purcell, who wrote plodding grade three piano pieces, and I will never forgive him. (laughs) (laughs) Happy death day to Quentin Crisp, and happy death day to St. Columbanus, who united Europe under his monastic rule. Oh. Apparently. He's done well there, mate. He had a list of miracles, which included, um, by ordering it, he made a bear leave its cave. I don't know why. (laughs) At some point in the next week, vacate this cave. (laughs) Okay. He uh, tamed a bear and yoked it to a plough. He's basically basically Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, he destroyed. That's he destroyed uh, with his breath a cauldron of beer. Now it doesn't say Mm. just because he had very bad breath. Yeah, that's. He just came in and went. Oh, that's ruined. He sipped from that. For me, that's the thing. Whenever people say, oh, you know, what period in history would you have liked to have lived in? I was mm. like, right here, right now. Mm. One word, dentistry. Yeah. Always. Okay, round two. <laughs> round two. I'll go first. Yeah. I'm going to the 21st November 1927 uh, to talk about the Columbine Massacre. But not that Columbine Massacre. It's Columbine Massacre 1, the original. Yes. Uh, which a group of striking miners uh, took to the streets, uh, well, they picketed outside a mine, and the local police force, uh, the Colorado Rangers, who weren't actually the official police force, they were a group who'd been recently disbanded, turned up and fired a machine gun at the crowd, leaving at least 12 people dead. Crikey. Pretty horrific. really only of note because it's got the same name as the Columbine Massacre. Yes. And it's in the same place. Yes. And, and is ghastly. Yes. By the way, I sort of feel like I need to, uh, I sort of slightly, uh, not not exactly teased, one doesn't mm. tease facts like this, but I, I alluded to a terrible thing in 1920, which was, of course, Bloody Sunday. Yes. That happened on this day. Um, okay, well, you've gone with the massacre. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Now? I feel like <laughs> I should have found another Nando's. Maybe. Um, I'm going to 1974, and on the 21st of November of Is that, that the year... Of the- First Nando's. <laughs> uh, in the United States Congress passed the Freedom of Information Act. Mm. Uh, and it was passed over Gerald Ford's veto, which allowed for the full or partial disclosure of previously unreleased information and documents controlled by the United States government. Uh, and uh, it strengthened amendments in the Privacy Act of 1974 following the Nixon Watergate scandal. Now, originally... Gerald Ford wanted to sign the act, mm-hmm. but there was some concern. And then he realised he'd done a lot of illegal things. <laughs> I was like, oh, actually, no. Well, funnily enough, uh, he was persuaded to veto the bill yeah. by your old friend. <laughs> Richard Nixon. Oh, Gerald, you really did. Dick Cheney. Oh. And Donald Rumsfeld. Oh, he was took a break from developing aspartame to come and... Yeah. Destroy the Freedom of Information Act. Yes, or attempt to at least. So, I just... Those names, like Donald Donald Rumsfeld, yeah. he's just been in there forever for the longest time. Have you seen Vice, the film with Christian Bale as Dick Cheney and Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld? No, I might need to see that. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's I'm well totally going to go and see that. Okay, then. Yeah. Well? You've won. Yeah. Have I? Have I, though? I don't know. Mine was a... It's, Pivotal moment in Labour history in that involved police forces actually firing on strikers. 
jab. Oh, I invite you to rethink you do... your reaction noise. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give you that because of the way I reacted. Damn. Five three curses. Yes. That's really annoying. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another date fight, and we'll see if I can bring it back before Sunday. Take care of yourselves. Yes, Share, like, and subscribe, and smash all the buttons. Just, just, just smash them, press them with a reasonable, lightly, dep- with an appropriate force. And uh, we're very fond of you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.